Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, tyre fitters and baristas, dried fruit wholesalers and space researchers, Australian football codes have guided this great nation through its darkest hour. But now, with soul in the shorts, feeling in the feet and joy in the jumper, it's time to bump, it's time to thump, it's time to sink the slipper. Aussies, pull them up and pack on down for another blast of bludging on the blind side with the master of midfield mayhem, rampaging Roy Slaven, and the man who never lets them get away, H.G. Nielsen. Hook another lucky cod, H.G. Yes, TF Much, Cedric has been sump, AO, torching the blindside blue paper once again. That's uh, the springtime grunt. Power and passion and poke of the Sumpster right there. He's camped in the bludging on the blind side soundproof booth at ABC Grandstand HQ. C- HQ. Cedric is at the wheel of the bus. He's still at the wheel of the bus. He's got the pedal of the metal and he's still making all the stops. He may get off the bus today. I think that idea is largely come to the end of its run. As in, you know, obviously he'll be pulling the bus into the terminus about 12 o'clock tonight. Remember, the blind side is the home of the whole of hope. If you need a little bit of hope, for God's sake, get in the queue. It's quite extensive this morning. You may have a four-hour wait, but uh, they're doling out hope as quickly as they can, so they'll try and push it through it a little bit. Now, our charity partners, the Blinkered Knights of Balaclava, this week have committed themselves to the award-winning, once should I say once again, committed themselves to the award-winning spring carnival podcast, The Cocked Penetrometer. Uh, they've done this for many years. I think it's their decade now that they've uh, put up the Cocked Penetrometer for uh, another Cups Carnival season. The Cocked is the home of winners. Every day of the Carnival from Caulfield Cup on Saturday the 17th of October through to the Cocks, Derby Day, the Cup, and the last Saturday of the Carnival, the McKinnon Stakes Day, the Cocked Penetrometer selections will be available at all the usual sites from 7am. This year's Cocked features an incredible lineup. Uh, it's a great lineup of talent. Weed Woodis is in. Vlad the Impaler's in. Uh, the re- leading hand from Rooting King Lodge. That's Paul the Puller Mortimer's in. Uh, we take the thoughts of Handbrake Harry White from the other side in an exclusive. I don't think anybody's asked Harry what he thinks of the carnival this year, but a cocked penetrometer does and will. Now, um... And there's access to the ponding phenomenon. Now, this has been a feature in previous years and will be again this year, Turfosaurus. Remember uh, the octopus that picked all the World Cup winners all those years ago? The Turfosaurus has that sort of strike rate. I forget what that octopus was called. might have been Henry, mm. uh, the octopus. Yep. He'd lob on a brick with the various mm. teams on, uh, you know, there were two Infallible. Bricks. Infallible. Mm. The Turfosaurus has been, just been described by Roy Slavin, sort of, as infallible. Can't do better than that. Punters, you simply cannot afford to be trackside without it unless you want to be a victim of the punt. Hollywood-bound tradies, natural gases. <laughs> Haven't they bobbed back? I hadn't thought about that. They were the, they were the tyre fitters uh, of Australian work. But now the natural gases are back. Job keepers and job seekers, welcome to Bludging on the Blind Side for another blast of boot 2020 style. Aussie recession, frackers, those gas people again. If you're fracking, you're an Aussie. Uh, border-busting patriots, God talks to me, pilgrims and meddling China, meddling China watchers. H.G. Nelson opening the dig for another set of seven. What an incredible week. Another week of hope, my very good friends. Hope, hope, hope and more hope. A week when too much sport obviously is barely enough. And look, I've just got to say this at the top of the show and I don't want it to be misinterpreted. It was another week chock-a-block full of rugby league nuance. 
rugby league nuance. Uh, should I say, very sad to see that the greatest player in the history of the caper, SBW, that is Sonny Bill Williams, has a buggered neck and had to ride the pine last night in a spectacular match. I mean, that's what rugby league's all about. If that's the counterweight to nuance, then I think the game deserves more of it. Uh, this is the Panthers v. This Foul House. And a man I'll be introducing shortly rang me from the foot of the mountain and said he's just seen the Penrith Panther on the loose again. Now, the Panther, as most people know, bobs up when the Panthers are in grand final form. Uh, obviously, 1992, Royce Simmons saw the Panther before he ran on. I'm talking about the big cat. Used to be the Lithgow Panther. No more rugby league in Lithgow, so he wandered over to Penrith to become a sort of talisman. And it was a full moon too. I mean, did you get involved in that? Might have been October the 3rd that it was big. No wonder this man saw the Panther. Anyway, and critics ask, ask you know, SBW's value to the team. You know, they question his value to the team. Apart from the merchandising and the 100 million tuning in and people around the world wanting to keep up with the SBW story, can I point to people, not at last night's match, but the week before when the Rabbits played the Roosters, the tune of the final honk, who can forget this, Bunny 60, fouls 8. SBW is electric and you have to ask yourself what the scoreline would have been without Sonny in the side. I mean, it was 60 to 8 with Sonny in the side. You have to ask, what was the scoreline be without Sonny in the side? Look, that's our topic of national conversation. Uh, look, get involved when we throw open the phone lines in a couple of hours' time. And for God's sake, don't linger. Just give us your scores. Obviously, with Sonny Bill not in the side, what would it be? That's the only thing we want to know. We'll take all comers. But, uh, you know, we get a lot of people involved in these open phone line talkbacks. We don't often do them. So let other people, let other Australians, let other gas-fracking Australians get involved. You know, <sighs> I don't know where rugby league gets off sometimes. And speaking of uh, footy finals, did you catch the work of the Baron of the Blowers, Razor Ray Chamberlain, in action Thursday night at Adelaide Oval? This was uh, Port Power versus Geelong Cats. I mean, I saw Ray in the car park on the way in. I said, Ray, have you come to blow? He gave me a thumbs up and a big grin. I had no idea what was in store. I had no idea what was in store. I mean, you can't fault this bloke's blowing. He'd come to blow and he did not disappoint Australia. Umpire of the year? Yes. Australian of the year? Very, very close. It was that good. But that, whoa! When he was asked the boys to settle down in the third quarter when the power disputed an out-of-bounds on the full call, that, whoa, was worth the price of mission. Fact, pure class, pure class. You won't see a better highlight in 2020 finals than that, whoa. It was incredible. I've never seen anything like it. And can I just make one suggestion to the AFL? They talked to the umpires about being too familiar with the players. There's no point rabbiting on to players. They're playing football. They won't listen. They don't listen. Just say, number four, Richmond, your ball, or something like that. That'll do. We don't want to get the... I mean, number four for Richmond's obviously everybody knows Dustin Martin. It's a, we don't want a biography out there. We don't want chat. We just want to know where the penalty's going and who's got it or where the free's going and who's got it. Now, and this, I, this next story shocked me, but I just hope somebody stepped in here. I just hope sanity's prevailed. But the murderer as we know, and has tried to snuff out football across the nation. Well, he's at it again. He's asking performers who are being choreographed as we speak to strut their stuff at the Gabba on the big day, that's the grand final day, uh, 24th of October, to do so without any pay. Now, this is un-Australian. I mean, these... Uh, the, 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 oh, Lord, where do I start with this? Look, the whole sport, AFL, has... 
savaged its budget, surely they can find something in what they've saved in some sort of sponsorship deal to pay people who are coming along to just do an interpretive dance of what COVID means to them. I mean, it's it's a big ask for people to give up their Saturday. They're not interested in football. They're amazed that they're going along to the gather. Who, what, where, murderer, who, what, where, etc. But to do it without any pay, I mean... You know, Australia has tolerated so much from this bloke through the season. Now he's, he's trying to starve, fit young queens. He's trying to kill them, fit young queenslanders. Could be a very warm night, you know, not enough water on the side, dehydration. It's an accident waiting to happen. I just hope they've got enough ambulances on the sideline. Queenslanders, uh, you know, are expected to run around before the bounce, wait for it, his words, not mine, for a sniff of international exposure. I mean, it's a word I don't like using, but it's a disgrace. Aussies fired up by the promise of Australia. It's tremendous to have you for, uh, with us again as we prod forward solidly through the backed-up storage of the week's sporting action. Remember to step up and have a go, and if you've had a go, for God's sake, get in the queue and have another go. Uh, there's a, well, let's face it, there's a fling on the chocolate wheel for everyone. No matter where you are, no matter where you are, you know, no matter what status of life it is, no matter whether you've got a car or not, whether you're enrolled in university or not, doesn't matter. Everybody can get another fling at the chocolate wheel. And there's a dozen Krispy Kremes and 30 centimetres of sausage roll for everyone. All you have to do is ask. Uh, Australians, get the blindside barge away from the wharf. Let's lock horns with a man who this week has announced that the Musambani collection of photographs will be on display at Eskbank House. Lithgow, even if I could get the lisping right, from Monday week. As the celebration of the 2000 Olympics begin to wind down, this startling collection will remind you of just how great these games were. There's 120 photos. They form an essay providing what can only be called a unique behind-the-scenes glimpses of the stars of Sydney 2000. The Musambanis are a series of intimate portraits of great Olympians as you've never seen them before. Blindsiders, some of you may be shocked. Our advice, if you've challenged by art, don't go. Uh, these magical moments were thought lost to the uh, world of sport forever, but were recently discovered in the Sydney Olympic, uh, well, in a Sydney Olympic volunteer's backpack. It was unearthed during the demolition of the Sydney Football Stadium only a few weeks ago, and it's great to see them back in, where they belong on the walls of the nation. Now, this is just a glimpse of what the Musambanis offer as seen through this man's Olympics lens. There's several snaps of Dick Pound at it. No surprises there. Prince Albert of Monaco proves what we've always suspected. Olympic Lords Gosper and Samaranch are seen thrilling Sydney with their after-hours carry-on. I mean, oof, oof, that's challenging. The awesome foursome with Princess Anne doing the honours is simply breathtaking. Uh, Joe Bugner is hard at it with Fatso, and there are 43 portraits of Bruce McAvaney with different gold medalists in intimate settings. These are snaps that Bruce said to me only yesterday was he'd rather they weren't taken. But he then went on to say he described them all as special. That's big coming from Bruce about a photograph as being special. It's a timely reminder of how great the Sydney Games were and how many stars fell in love with everything that Sydney has to offer. The man behind the camera with an eye on history who, un who had unprecedented access to the stars of Sydney 2000 rampaging Roy Slavin. Roy, can we get the bludging on the blindside bunny emotion simply by asking what highlights caught your restless eye this week, funky dude? Yeah. Thank you very, 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 very much, H.G. Uh, Nelson. Beware the day the snake bites the snake oil salesman and the shyster in the toilet is made to look foolish. Ooh. Harry Bath. Uh, prescient. Harry Bath, yeah. He knew what was happening yeah, today, didn't he? Of course, he? Mm. yeah. It's, it's extraordinary. It is. How happens the Yeah, part. yeah. I, uh, I thought I'd... Pretty well exhausted all of Harry's thoughts, but I haven't. I've, I've found a whole new book of them. Mm. I what? mean, he really was, <sighs> he could put it out. 
couldn't he? <laughs> punch it out. <laughs> he could really punch it out. Now, AC, what a week. Yes, as you've mentioned, uh, Kevin Walters, the man with the higher me sign. Remember him standing outside the Broncos clubhouse there for many years? They've actually called him in and signed him as the Broncos head coach. Are they desperate? Well, they'll have to be desperate. Mm. Um, but my understanding is, as we outlined last week, this is um, this is just window dressing, really. Um, Kevy's just there. Um, Waiting for Cam and Bellamy uh, to come. Yeah, he's, uh, the strings are obviously being pulled by um, Craig Bellamy. Uh, and he would go down in history, I reckon, as the, the first person to coach two teams because he's essentially coaching the Broncos and he will be, of course, coaching the Storm. You mean at the same time? At the same time. Yeah, yeah I oh. just talk to Kevy each week. You know, Kevy, what do you got in mind? Oh, I thought I'd work with the fourth. No, you won't. You know, he'd have his own ideas. <laughs> Kevy, you just shut up. Stay in the car. Don't bother getting out. <laughs> <laughs> work on a new sign. Um, <clears throat> and, of course, Wayne is back as Queensland coach. Gee, I don't know if players will be listening to Wayne anymore. I, I just don't know. And how come... Kevy had to give up his state of origin commitment because he's joined the Broncos. Wayne with Souths hasn't got to give up Souths to coach, coach the Maroons. How, how, what, what's going on here? Why is, do we expect consistency? Well, yes, we do. Are we getting it? No, we're not. You know, there's a big press conference today. Wayne didn't address that question. I know at he all. didn't address that question. He addressed other issues. Yeah, other issues. That are very, very difficult for the rugby league community to deal with. I can tell you that here now. But I think the rugby league community has got to reach out. We've got to reach out. Reach out to Sam. Reach out to Sam and the family and heal. The healing hands of rugby league have got to come together and point in the same direction. Mm -hmm. Rugby league's done Look, there have been dark days in rugby league before. We know them. We don't need to recount them. Rugby league often does have trouble days. This is a trouble day for rugby league. Sure, we can get up. We can give up and walk away. Just close the door of rugby league, never to be opened again. We could, but we're not. We won't. We refuse because we know right in the kernel of the heart of rugby league is redemption. Exactly, redemption, boys. Redemption. Just believe. Just believe in those old... Rugby league values. They won't let you down. No. 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 <sighs> okay. Look at all the players that saved before. I know. Thousands. I know. Thousands. Thousands of people. Mm. You know, mm. people could have been left behind. Well, we're not going to leave you behind. We're going to reach out. Just reach out. Just reach just out. Grab hold of it, Sam. Grab hold of our hands. Well, grab hold of rugby league. We won't let you drown, buddy. Now, the rugby championship is... Oh, God. I know. A, <laughs> I mean, just the emotion. I mean... I know, that's so difficult, someone, isn't it? I mean, it's a... People say it's you know, a roller coaster ride, rugby league, and it, I suppose it is in a way. Mm. But I tell you what, what you can't forget on the downs is how great it is on the ups. Mm-hmm. I like to dwell on the ups. Mm-hmm. And I'm not alone. 60 to 8. That's it. <laughs> the rugby championship is in total disarray. South Africa have withdrawn. Argentina has rejected the schedule. And New Zealand is angry that the draw was finalised without their approval. 
I'm in the hole. I'm amateur hour. Amateur hour. I know. You know, this. If if rugby union was a car, it's got no wheels and no bloody airbags. No airbags, no brakes. No radiator. No bonnet. No lights. No lights, no boot. There's not much happening there, is there? And it can... Just a couple of hubcaps <laughs> and we're expected to drive the bloody thing. Well, it's not going to work. I've tried it. You know? You try driving to Canberra with a couple of hubcaps. You're never going to get there. Yet we're expected to believe the rugby union's going to... It's not. Hmm. Now, the Tasmanian NBL team is to be called the Jumping Jacks. This has uh, been voted on by mm. the, well, the Tasmanian public, so mm. we can hardly uh, criticise it. Bugger or Bogut hates it. Bugger mm. or Bogut came out immediately and said, it's not good enough, I hate it. Which made me think, maybe it's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I, I reeled when I first saw it, a bit mm. like Bogart, I suppose, but once Bogart had given it Bagot. thumbs down, I thought, you beauty, you beauty, this just might work. We don't talk about the jumping jack hand all that much, do we? I, no, I don't think right. we've ever referred to the jumping jack hand. Now, is this something unique to Tasmania? No, I think you get them on the mainland as well. It's a bugger of an ant, HG. They'll, uh, they, they jump from a standing start. And uh, usually they attack the scrotum. Right, so they can get up about a metre and a half. Yeah, they'll leap straight up into the short. You won't know they're there until the pain hits. Right. And the pain, you've known nothing, nothing like it, HG. Right. It's <clears> a <throat> deadly pain. Good name for a basketball team. Though. I suppose it is. Yeah. I suppose it is. Jumping, jumping jacks. Yeah. Mm. Jumping jacks. And they don't get much publicity because people are a no. bit quiet about it. They're embarrassed. You know, embarrassed people to say, people oh. go to the doctors and say, oh, I've been bitten. Yeah, where? Oh, I don't want to say. Ah, Come on, Jack. drop your pants. Give yeah. us a look. And, uh, you know, doctors can be shocked by what is what they see because <laughs> when a jumping jack's finished with your scrotum, not much left. <laughs> <laughs> Just memories. Memories, yeah, <laughs> memories. <laughs> anyway. Now, Serena has stumbled at Paris through injury, I think, rather than poor play. So Margaret Court still stands alone I know, it's on amazing, 24. Isn't amazing, isn't it? I wonder if Serena can get there. When will Serena's next appearance Tilt. be? Oh, I don't know. What's next? The Australian well, Open, maybe. Yeah, there's no, like, Wimbledon that delayed fitting in there. Mm. No, it couldn't because it started to rain yeah, soon, wouldn't it? Yeah, So it, it's not going to happen this year, at least. Um, now, the French Open, speaking of the French Open, it's an absolute disaster for Australia. I mean, we've... we've Everybody's there's, there's no Aussie left. I know. You know. After about two rounds, we're all I gone. I know. We've forgotten how to slide, how to slide <laughs> into True. shots. True. We used to be masters of sliding because mm-hmm. we had, you know, we, we had uh, sand courts, we had clay courts. Mm-hmm. Slide, we were sliding specialists. We could slide anywhere. We could even slide on hard court. We were so good at it. Mm-hmm. Or but on the grass. No Aussies slide anymore. Mm. And if you can't slide, you can't win the French. Are you calling for a change in school education? Yes, I am. Yeah. I am. I want slide coaches brought back. They must be out there. There was a time when Australians were, you know, sought after as coaches. You know, countries from overseas would... You know, seek out Aussies to go and help them learn slide. the technique. Sliding, yeah, yeah. yeah sliding. Because we were natural sliders. Uh, 
You get a Nobody pro- could slide like an Aussie. I mean, fiery Fred Stolly. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see him slide? I mean, to see him slide was too. Pure joy. Absolutely. Mm. Never seen anything prettier than Fred Stolly. He could approach a forehand from 40 metres away. 40 metres away, slide yeah. right into it. Mm. Beautiful. And a winner. Yeah. And sometimes he was on the other side of the net. He was. Fiery Fred, could he slide? Uh, Conor McGregor, HG. I, don't, I think this might be the first time I've ever referred to Conor McGregor on this program. Because let's face it, he's a bit mad, I think. Mm-hmm. He seems to be, the publicity he gets, he generates, tends to be, well, I want to say up towards the Sam Burgess end of it. <laughs> Spectrum. Yes. Uh, I seem to recall him, you know, picking up stools and hurling them at buses and... Right, that good. ...attacking people in lifts and people he disagrees with. You know, what time is it sort of thing? Ten Three to six. o'clock. No, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> Don't give me that. Anyway, sort of fellow that you'd want to avoid. Yeah, no, that's right. You know, if, right. if, if Connor's coming into town, you know... No, I'm off. I'm off. See you later. Let me know how you get on. Anyway, he's to box Manny Paquayo. Yes, yes. I just thought I this saw was that a joke. I saw that. Is it a joke? Mm. I mean, Manny Paquayo's a little bit mad, isn't he? Mm. Well, he's the senator from the Philippines. Philippine who, senator, who, yeah. Who works with the Duterte had, government. Yeah, that's right. He, now, but yeah. he had a good go with, uh, with the, the Hornet. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the fighting the primary, primary school, school teacher, teacher who's probably retired. Mm-hmm. Pity we couldn't see uh, McGregor in the fighting primary school teacher. Ooh, that's something to think about. Uh, now, just finally, H.G., Mitchell Marsh. Remember, we broke the story last week that, or it might have been two weeks ago, that uh, Mitchell had uh, twisted his ankle and scans were taken and that's it was right. very mysterious as to what was actually the wrong malady was. Mm. Well, he's arrived back in Australia. I think he's in lockdown in Perth, I want to say, for a fortnight. And the scans have been left in the United Arab Emirates. Didn't bring them. Forgotten. Right. So. Gives you an idea where his head is. Exactly. Mm. So what's got to happen now? He's got to have more scans. But he can't have more scans until he's he's allowed out. Because I mean, you can't see where this is going. Mm. I mean, who's in control? Yeah, you know he describes himself as the most hated man in Australia. Does he? Yeah. It's easy to see why, though. More than Bogut. I find that hard to believe. Make of that what you will. Peter Volandis is rugby league. Peter Volandis is a great Australian, wrapped in the blood-soaked flag of Anzac, a giant who builds our dreams, painted in the true colours of rugby league. This is Bludging on the Blind Side. Now, Roy, um, you know, you once said there's nothing rugby league can't do or rugby league players can't do, and you're absolutely right. Uh, I think this was referring to underpant creation. Oh. And um, I remember a while ago there was a great uh, interchange between Australians and the Malaysian Grand Prix, a cultural exchange, mm-hmm. where Australians went up largely playing, paying their own way yep. and demonstrated Australian culture at Grand Prix by stripping down to their underwear. Oh, yes. Uh, you may remember yes. this. There was a big to-do. I think the foreign minister at the time had to get involved mm. and suggest that, well, these are harmless hijinks and yeah. that's part of being part of the world. It's part of globalisation. You're going to have people from all over the world, not necessarily rugby league players. Did anyone but... take offence, HG? Did it offend cultural sensibilities at all? In well, look, I... I... I would be the last person to speak out about whether wearing underpants at a sporting event is culturally insensitive. It depends on where that event is, I think. And let's face it, I don't think... But an Australian in underpants is a very attractive image. Exactly. And I think that it's 
how do I put this? You know, on uh, planes, uh, when they come to Australia, not that they're coming to Australia now, obviously, but there used to be a sign or some sort of visual, as mm-hmm. in a video, pre-landing, yep. about it's wise to swim between the flags. All right. Now, yep. this would have indicated to people that when they're in Australia, they may see people just in bathers wandering around, mm-hmm. especially on the beach. Well, yes. I think that should have gone the reverse way out. So as people, when they leave Australia, say, well, this is the sort of thing that you may encounter, yeah. say, anywhere from Vancouver to Kuala Lumpur. And sure. sadly, the... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah, long-winded yeah, yeah, yeah. beginning because the this is amazing, the... People remember this, but Josh Papali's amazing effort to sprint 60 metres and miraculously, well, miraculously, that's a bit harsh, an ankle tap, Gold Coast half, Jamai Fogarty, has been commemorated on a pair of limited edition uh, underpants. Wow. Now, uh, Papali was chuffed when a box of 30 mm-hmm. uh, came from the manufacturer and arrived in Canberra this week. Right. Um, the um, the creator and owner of the company that pumps them out, big Raiders supporter, uh, could not wait to link the hulking forwards' desperate tackle with, um, you know, obviously immortality in terms of, uh, you know, underwear. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering where this right. could end. I mean, I, I just I, – this is something new. I mean – would you have thought that winks, a pair of winks underpants, would have been a good idea? That I just picked that as a, a, a conversation starter. Sure, let's face it, a sure. conversation starter. Uh, Look, y- some sports I think lend themselves more to uh, the underpant work than others. I, I've never associated horse racing with underpants. No, fair um, can you give it some thought? <laughs> whereas, whereas rugby league and underpants seems like a, a tight, tight fit. fit. Doesn't it? Doesn't exactly. It? But I can mean, I, who wouldn't like a pair of, say, Cam Smiths? Well, I was going to say Josh Dugans. Right. Right. That would be good. A pair of large Josh's things. Yeah. Yeah. Or Adam Reynolds with some of the. Oh, artwork. yes. Oh, not that Josh Dugan hadn't got artwork. But <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, yeah. You know, Adam Reynolds' Adam artwork. Adam Reynolds' artwork. Yeah. What about the gladiators? That that wonderful shot of Summons and Proven as gladiators taken all those years ago. On the front of a on the front of a, a pair, pair of, of Y fronts. Yes. Wow. Wouldn't that, that would make be. a statement when you took the trousers off in an intimate moment? You know, the eyes leave them on. Yeah. Would be the, <laughs> I suppose the, yeah. that, that that'd be the first it's too reaction. Good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just, just let me look at this. <laughs> drink this in. Just let me drink this in. Mm. Now, um, I suppose the Burgess boys too. Well, remember, well, a couple of on the front, a couple on the back. Yeah, remember we broke a story earlier this year that they'd gone in big into uh, oh trousers, trousers, so shorts, shorts, jumpers, tees. Yeah, no well, underpants though. No, significantly. They left no. that out. Well, they left I, that as product to be developed. I suppose. Um, mm. But, um, look, the print depicts uh, Papali diving at full strength, Good. stretched to deny Fogarty in round 15 and yeah. carries the slogan, anything is possible. Anything is possible. Wow. Are these Papalis available commercially, HG? The Papalis, I think, are available. Where do you get run. them? Like Fossies? Oh, not that Fossies are around anymore, but where do you get them? But, well, uh, I was thinking, <laughs> let's open it up and get some in there. No, I suppose, you know, your, your sporting goods outlet, your Rebels, oh, your maybe in a Peter depa- score, that sort yeah, of thing. department store oh. like maybe David Jones would have a section. I'm not sure right. if David Jones is still going. Okay. Let's say it is. Uh, then you might find in the underpant area there. Uh, online. Is it one of those things online. Where, yeah. Oh, yeah, sure. Obviously online. Yes. Papal- but it's one of those things where you would say you go into the your sports store 
And is there a nod, nod and a wink? You say, oh, I'm here for the papalis. Papalis, and they'll take you out the back into a back room where you're left by yourself. <laughs> Yeah, sort through sort these. Sort through these. Yeah. Well, it's a lovely <laughs> idea. Papali told the uh, Nine newspaper he needed the biggest waistline. Uh, he says 100 centimetres mm. from a big rig. Wink, wink. All right. Uh, yeah. And he also had no issues wearing them against Cronulla. To, what would it be tonight? Wow. Tonight. Uh, is that right? Tonight? Yeah, I think they uh, Cronulla play the Raiders tonight. Right, I think that's right. Uh, in the elimination final with Fogarty's face front and centre. Whoa, I, I hope get, that d- doesn't incentivise some of the Cronulla boys to try and pull his trousers off to have well, a look at the papalis. Or the other way round is that every so often when they're packing into a scrum... <laughs> He's going to drop the... Or just take sh- the front down. Take the front and down and... Show the picture. <laughs> I mean, this is... Yeah. Disaster. It's going to go silly, isn't it? <laughs> it could end up silly. Yeah. If I was the coach, I'd step in now. It's it's no sticky. Sticky. Take the... Hey, Josh, come here. Quiet word. Listen, mate. Get those papalis off yeah. before you run on. Yeah, and then he can put them on yeah. over the front of his trousers. <laughs> yeah. Now, I can squeeze this papali into a size 38 mm. because of his bum, I tend to go for a bigger size. Yep. Uh, they're ones I'll keep in the cupboard uh, for a long time. I'll be wearing the Fogarty's against Cronulla on Saturday night. Now, now look, the nine coverage is excellent, but you, know, you can see what's going to happen here, can't you? Yeah. Freddie on the sideline with a post-match interview or something yeah. at halftime. Come on, Josh. Give yeah. us a look, what Give us a look at them. Yeah, come yeah. on. The papali. Yeah, you've right. been talking them up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on, just a peek. Come on, drop them. Give us yeah. a look. Yeah. See, it, <laughs> it's in the public interest. <laughs> Isn't it? Can, can I point out that this is what That might lead Nine's News with Peter Overton, whoever's doing it these days. You know, Josh Papali's underpants revealed today. In Cronulla's big win over the Raiders. He was in a pair. He swore to come out in a pair of hundreds, I think, but now he's in 140s. Ooh. Now, what I was going to say was, though, th- this is what gives rugby league a bad name. <laughs> See, I'm not actually... Yeah. I personally don't have anything particularly wrong with the idea. No. But, of course, where it goes is where it gets into trouble. Yeah. You know, all of a sudden it's well, nine so in, days, in days gone G-ups. by. In days gone by... Whatever you wore as underpants, that was your own business. Exactly. Now it's it's everybody's bloody business. Could Greater Western Sydney Giant Grub of the Year, Toby Green, be on the lurk near you? Download the app that lets you know where TG is 24-7 and stay safe. This public service is brought to you by Bludging on the Blind Side. For people interested in the Papalis, uh, Dave, who works hard with us, is yep. uh, indicating that Fossies has been turned into Country Target. Oh, can you and get them there? You can. Okay. You can walk in and get the Papalis there. Right. And I think uh, what I'm hoping is is that I'm hoping that somehow by the end of this month of magic football, mm. we can have maybe 30 different images of rugby league, the season, the the personalities. I mean, oh, look, how yeah. about this? I mean, this is the one you want. Peter Volandis yeah. in the trouser full of feathers yeah. on your trouser full of feathers. You do. Do you get it? You do. I do. See what I mean? Yes. I mean, it's, it's got it's got. Well, they in. would be the sort of pantaloon-y I know. thing. Loon that, pants. Well, you wear them on the outside of your jeans. Yeah. Don't you? Madonna style. Yes. Mm. That, that's where you're really, uh, you're making a statement, <laughs> aren't you? You are. <laughs> you are. And, look, what worries me is also in the summer people, 
you know, in the past, mercifully very few people will be travelling. Mm. But then we get to the ridiculous position of the lads, so use that word advisedly, mm. flying up to Malaysia for the Grand Prix, yeah. taking the trousers off and revealing the nine, the travelling nine, mm. in the Papalis. Mm. Now, yep. you can see that that's art yes. and we all know art gets everybody into trouble. Yeah. So what has to happen here is the... DFAT or whoever's in charge of this stuff has to put out a saying a picture on the website saying this is a picture of Josh Papali chasing whatever his name, Jamal Fogarty. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. No, yep. there's no other thing intended. It's not a slide against anybody. It's not a slide against beliefs. It's not a slide against economics. It's just a picture of rugby league players having fun. Yeah. That's what it's got to be seen as. Otherwise, this is going to go pear-shaped very, very quickly. Yeah. Is it up to the Foreign Affairs Minister, HG, uh, might be Maurice Payne, to yeah. speak to the Malaysian Foreign Affairs Minister to clear this up? So before anything before happens. Before anything happens, yeah. yeah. Because, you know, sure as day follows night, someone's going to end up. In a jail. In a jail mm. in Malaysia. With the Papalis on. With the Papalis on, on and nothing Front page and nothing of the Straits else. Times. Yes. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's bad enough with China at the moment, but it, I know. Yeah. Oh, there's no talk of going to China with the Papalis. Is there? I mean, why well, walking around? We can't Tiananmen go to China. Square. No, we can't go to China. No. Thank, thank goodness for that. Now, the next bit of the uh, story, which has got nothing to do with the Papalis, is to do with the deal that uh, is really of the tempo of the times, and uh, that is that Cricket Australia mm-hmm. has signed a deal uh, with Dettol. Right. Uh, to become the sponsor of Australian cricket. Now, the international series against India will be branded with the Dettol name. Wow. So I've forgotten how much uh, stuff, sponsorship stuff can go on a test match jumper. Yeah. But um, Dettol's going to be there. It's part of a new four-year deal between Cricket Australia and the disaffected brand's parent company, Reckitt, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Ben Kaiser, uh, the sponsorship replaces Gillette and extends the men's team support staff and na- to the support staff extends to the support staff and the women's team. Right. Cricket Australia and Dedol say they work together to investigate transmission of germs in sport as cricket administrators uh, search for ways to deal with the challenges of playing the game in a COVID world. Yes, well, it does send that me- that sort of antiseptic message, doesn't it? It, it sends the uh, the uh, hand sanitizer it message, does. doesn't it? Yes, and they make wipes. They make a very good wipe. In fact, I was using some of their wipes earlier today. Were you really? Yeah, it's hard to imagine that. Yes. But I, was, I was working right. and I had to wipe down Was this the around the house? No, no, no. It was out of the house. Right. Um, I was using equipment that belonged to other people and I thought they'll do the right thing here. I'll yes. see if I can find some dead old wipes. Mercifully, dead old wipes were available, were available. in the handy pack. Yep. And I got a couple out and I... Uh, well, marked yeah, everything yeah, down, yeah. wiped everything down. Yeah, good man. Yeah, yeah well, that's good. That's, see, that's role model stuff. That, yeah. That's fantastic. Can, where do you They're go? They're an Anglo Dutch company, aren't they? I think that's right. I think the. Dettol um, seems to have been around for a hell of a long time. And you you were telling me they do a lovely hand sanitizer. Well, they, they do. Full range of hand full sanitizers. Ran, full range, yeah. Maybe yeah. 34 different hand sanitizers. Yeah. But can you get the volume you need, say, to. Well, do, I've been buying it in bulk. Yeah. I, um, you 44 know, gallons? Well, it's been arriving by the truck, you know. It's like a petrol truck, you know. It's huge, the amount of... They just pump it out. They just pump it out. Yeah, but you're working bars. with the whole rugby league community. Oh, I am. Yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm sure they do little, you know, can models I, of it. That yeah, you can take it in the yeah. car. Now, yeah. can I ask, were you able to get any idea of how come 
look, just for argument's sake, yeah. some of the rugby league teams or rugby league itself yeah. didn't get hold of this sponsorship deal and it went to Cricket Australia. <laughs> I'm not knocking Cricket Australia. Good hats off to them. Yeah. But I'm just thinking, well, that could have been a really good story for rugby league. Yeah. You know, let's face it. That's true. Or rugby union, you know, with with Qantas leaving. Well, the difficulty is rugby union. I mean, who'd care? Who'd care? That's true. Yeah, I mean, they can't get it. No, Dettol's not going to get much mileage out of that. that, Yeah, it wouldn't cost them anything. I understand that. But, you know. (laughs) You know, having the logo on a hubcap that's just sitting in the gutter, it's not going to do it. Not what they want. No. (laughs) They want a bit more than that. I mean, do you see this as a whole new, I mean, this is covid at its yeah. finest, really. You know, the arrow of history. The arrow of history, yeah, The yeah, whole yeah. sponsorship arrangement is changing. Yep. The whole support system of, yep. you know, the relationship between business yep. and sport is yep. going to change dramatically over the next little while. I suppose it will. I suppose different it will. products. Yep, yep. You know. Yep. Who have they had in the past? They've had the Commonwealth Bank in the Commonwealth past, haven't they? Remember once we went to see, I think it was Australia and England, and yeah. I spent the whole time looking at what Magellan does and means. It was a sponsor, maybe the industry. Oh, that's right. Written they, on they the were ground. financial. Yeah, uh, I had no idea, but how does that work? Yeah. You know, and. Oh, it was the Magellan Test Series, wasn't it? Yeah, and remember, you and I were there, and it was about 50 degrees one day. It was, it was. And it was nothing to do with Ferdinand Magellan. <laughs> No, if it was, you know, I mean, it was nothing to do with the spice trade or anything like that or the Magellanic cloud or nah. observations made of the heavens by Magellan. No, no, no. This was a financial company yeah, that, that lent to banks, I think. I think that's right. Yeah, that's right. You know, it wasn't as if you could walk in off the street into the, you know, hello, Magellan people, I, I want to buy a car. They're not going to say. Well, I've know. come to sanitise my hands. Yes. No, sorry, buddy, you're in the wrong spot. <laughs> Space. It's the final frontier, and Australia is on its way to Saturn in the Jedinac Orbiter. Once we stop bludging on the blind side. Yes, welcome back to Bludging on the Blind Side, the second hour. And uh, if you want to get involved with the show, 0467920222. That's 0467920222. Or old school RoyanHG at abc.net.au. RoyanHG at abc.net.au. And the following have, Roy. Uh, yeah, uh, Chris uh, from Sunshine Beach has got in touch, HG. He's suggesting, he's saying, reports that the league may finally be going to abolish scrums. Mm. Uh, got me to thinking about the real hookers of days gone by. Oh, yeah, why wouldn't you? The little tough blokes who uh, were only chosen in the side to win scrums mm-hmm. and maybe do a little bit of dummy half work, you know, short and stocky with faces that told you that they'd been, they'd been there. Yeah. Mm. yeah Packed yeah, in. Yeah. He said he's thinking of blokes like Killer Ken Carney. Oh, yeah, Killer Ken Carney. Killer Ken. Ned mm. Kelly, Freddie, Freddie Anderson. He might have been Freddie Playboy Anderson. And ironically... Uh, Billy Rayner and Norm Strong. Wouldn't it be wonderful if the league could recognise the final passing of scrums and scrummaging with a cavalcade of hookers as part of the pre-match entertainment for the grand final? What a brilliant idea. Now, uh, what happens to the hooking role? He just gets becomes the sort of just dummy extra half. helper. Dummy half, dummy sort half, of somebody yeah. in the middle of the line. Yeah. Yeah, 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 look, I... You, but wouldn't that be wonderful to see? Now, the toughest man who ever played rugby league, mm. Kevin Hastings, was he a hooker? No. No. No, no. Kevin wasn't. No. no. Roycey Simmons was. Oh, Roycey, of course, Roycey Simmons was, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The bloke who ran 90 metres to score a try. That's right. In the grand final. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that it was only nine metres <clears throat> uh, hasn't well, been. Well, time. I know, time. You know, the distance. Time and. Variation, yeah, that's right. But it would be very emotional. Do you know, I can led see. Led by Cam Smith, because Cam. Cam Smith, Cam Smith, indeed. Indeed. Cam could be, could lead out the parade. Well, hang on a minute. Can I go a little bit further? Mm. Uh, at the uh, <laughs> grand final, usually there's a parade of old players, yes. not necessarily retiring players, no. but old players. Old players, yeah. Before they come out, what I'm thinking of is uh, maybe a ute sponsorship mm-hmm. with, uh, you know, garden chairs bolted to the back of them yes. and all the hookers sit in the chairs, you yes. know, obviously two to a chair. Yep. They might have their names on the windscreen up the front yeah. and stuff like that. And round they go yeah. and once they say maybe there might be 30 utes, mm-hmm. parade of utes, yep. 30 utes come out and yeah. on, once they're on their way, once they've all left, then the team can walk, you know, the old players can old walk players on from yesterday. yesterday yeah. yeah. That would be fantastic. Wouldn't it, wouldn't it ever? And that I think should be part of now the grand final uh, yeah. You know, routine. Sure. Each year. Each year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, God, this could go anywhere. I mean, next year we might focus on great wingers or centre three quarters. Yeah, but the poignancy is this. I know, the, the poignancy is that the, the, the hooking role is gone. Yeah. Yeah. Do you reckon great they, skill. Do you reckon they will do away with scrums? And, you I know, certainly hope not. No, and the public will respond, you know, like. I think the public would hate that. Yeah, I know. People, you know, have you seen people lose touch. They they've lost touch. Rugby league can lose touch. People love scrums, yeah. And yet, rugby league has been trying to eliminate scrums ever you since know, they put them in to slow drip yeah. for nine hundred and eight yeah. years, yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. Now, Michael's been in touch. He says, with the nation now gripped by the hunt for Farlap's float, <laughs> it may be easy to overlook one critical clue. Yeah, we make the presumption that the horse float was pulled by a car. When in the late 20s and early 30s, it was probably that it was pulled by another horse. Wow. This gives rise to the rich imagery of the mighty red chestnut gelding being transported up and down the nation's highways in the horse-drawn regal fashion he surely deserves. That's a great image, a great idea, but is there any truth to it? I don't know if there's truth to it at all. I I assumed it would have been like a Model T, T T-Model Ford or something like that that would have pulled the... You know, now, I'm no expert on automotive history. Nor am I. Now, but when I was at uh, Nuriutbu number one over one day, yeah. I was wandering around the boundary line mm. and there was a, what claimed to be the first caravan built in Australia. Oh, yes. Now, this, I think, dated from the 30s. Would so, be, yeah. Was uh, it a Chesney or a... Oh, oh Mallard. <laughs> <laughs> no, look, uh, it was to do... Sorry, I've got or that wrong. Or a bike out. Uh, I've got that wrong. The mm. first... Uh, what I think is called now RV, recreational vehicle, oh. or something, or camper van. Camp it was all in one. From the 1930s. From the 1930s. So if they had them then, surely then they had a horse Certainly they would have had horse yeah. fights. Someone would know, some mm. historian, some academic. <laughs> some expert. Some expert is going to know what sort of car could possibly have dragged Pulled the float, in which case we could probably source the car and the float. They're probably still together in some barn. Yes, well, that's the other thing. Would it mm. Could it have been a trailer as opposed to a... A float, a yeah, covered like float. A, yeah, like I saw Matt Dunn Racing have a float mm. where it's a very modern groovy thing and Platinum Horse Services, they've got a float which is very, very modern. Yeah, you know, the horses look as though they travel around in air-conditioned comfort Yeah, uh, inside these units. Oh, look, floats now. Floats, Float technology. Technology I, mean, I know you've been... I mean, it's nothing like it was back in the 1930s. It's mm. not. No. That float you've got the, you know, had to redevelop so as the Woodus boys could live yeah. in it because they, you fought them. Yes. Now, yeah. that's very old school. Well, it's, well, it's very easy to convert. Yeah. You know, the difficulty was 
getting the toilet in, but once we'd mastered that, that was all right. <laughs> uh, now, HG, this has come from Dave or David, uh, and he's in uh, Montreal. In Canada. In Canada, yeah. Listening to, uh, obviously, online. Yeah. He says, I feel compelled to write to you to recount a chilling encounter that brought home to me both the truly global reach of the murderer as well as the length he's going to in killing the great game of Aussie Rules Stone Dead in all its forms. Yeah, I'm all ears all of a sudden. I live in Montreal and serve as one of the directors of the well-established AFL Quebec League. I've listened with concern as you've recounted the efforts of Gill and his minions to destroy my beloved game, but felt sure we were safe from his evil gaze here in Canada. That was until a recent Sunday when a gentleman suddenly appeared at the ground in the middle of a match between the Montreal City Blues and the Quebec Bin Chickens. <laughs> There's a team, isn't it? They've been chickens in Quebec. I well, must do. What happens in the wintertime? I don't know. Uh, and began complaining about the noise and and threatening to have our contract with the college where we play torn up because of our disruptive behaviour. I listened politely, not putting much stock in his bleating, until I asked his name. Bill McLaughlin, he said. I was shaken to the core. You would be. Is the murderer like the godfather calling on the family to do his bidding all over the world? Bill McLaughlin. Bill McLaughlin. Uh, if the McLaughlin blood feud with the AFL can spread to a small suburban competition in Canada, the French bit of Canada, no less, no one is safe. I haven't slept a wink since. <laughs> that is a very disturbing... Sober, isn't it? Sobering. Sobering. You know, we just call it as we see it. Yep. I mean, yep. people keep applauding us for our work in revealing what's going on, mm. but I had no idea... It was a global the, thing. Yeah, a yeah. global thing. Because yeah. let's face it, Australian Rules is played in these amateur competitions oh, yeah. all over the world. Over There's the some world. great competitions mm. going on. Yeah. Just yeah. something to do on the weekend. Well, we don't know many people here. Oh, we're Australian. Let's go and yeah. have a kick. Let's have a kick. Mm. Yeah, well, that's, that's, under, stop. that's under threat. Mm. Uh, now, this has come from Stephen. He says, I was watching the British Celebrity MasterChef the other night. Gee, that'd be great to watch, wouldn't it? I had no idea. Where do you source that show? Give me that again. British Celebrity, British Celebrity MasterChef. Master oh, and I've just cancelled my Foxtel subscription. <laughs> uh, the other night. And who should be a contestant in the semifinals but Henri Leconte? Hang on. Is Henri Leconte reinventing himself as a MasterChef or a just a contestant? contestant? He's a contestant in, uh, in the British MasterChef. Uh, I know you blokes have had a lot to do with Henri over the years and Brilliant I wanted to draw your attention to his performance in this cutthroat competition. Henri had made the semi-finals, <clears throat> something after a little research I found out <clears throat> he had achieved in his tennis career many times over, <clears throat> but didn't push True. on. Yeah, no, no, no. Didn't push on. That's mm. his point, I think. However, I observed that he was a semi-finals specialist. Plenty of semi-finals, not too many finals. So again, here he was presenting his dish, it was a French apple tart, to the judges. Their response, this tart has a lot in common with a flat tyre. <laughs> Same texture, same flavour. Hang on, this is a semi-finalist in Aussie Celeb- sorry, International Celebrity MasterChef and producing rubbish mm-hmm. like a flat tyre. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, the question is, I suppose, is Henri better in the kitchen than he was on the court? 
Answer, no. Well, the difficulty is I just hope he doesn't, you know how people... Brilliant but erratic. Brilliant but erratic. Brilliant but erratic. Well, you see, he might have done a wonderful chicken korma the day, week before. Yeah. The there. Brilliant, and, but and, then the next week, brilliant, erratic. Brilliant, yeah, and tried to use the Can't same talk. techniques. <laughs> you know, tried to turn the chicken into a custard. Well, it's ornery. Uh, it's no. brilliant. Yeah, but erratic. But erratic. <laughs> the most decent people on earth, Australians. The fittest people on earth, Australians. The fittest, most decent Australians, the AFL community. Celebrated each week here on The Bludge. Ah, now, Roy, going back to your handiwork there with the email. Ah, yeah, yep, 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 yep. Now, uh, this come from Peter. He says, your call last week, might have been the week before, couldn't think of any big-name player that had played for the Mullumbimby Giants, you may yes. recall. <laughs> yeah, this is a bit arcane. Yeah. Neil Pringle played for the Giants in the 1980s after uh, playing for no. the Newtown Jets and the Balmain Tigers. Neil Pringle was also made, made uh, an HG and Roy term of rugby league players with beards back in the 90s. Right. Isn't that great? Yes, Neil Pringle. Can you remember him as a player? Oh, yes. Newtown Jets and Balmain, was Balmain, it? Balmain, yes. Um, he just adds as a, uh, just as a final note. touch that Neil Pringle is uh, 11 letters, Mullumbimby is 11 letters. No. Anyway. Yeah. It does your head in. Yeah. Just yeah, I know, on. it does your head It's well worth reporting, yeah. but don't dwell. Uh, now, this has come from Stevie. He says, I'm concerned that in these current COVID and politically turbulent times that the fate of the Chinese sons has been completely overlooked, most probably deliberately, by the murderer. What is the traditional Shanghai surprise game? What's going to happen to that? There must be, this must be the, stro- the subject of strong and robust national conversation, surely. Well, remember, of course, what, what <clears throat> the correspondent's referring to is the annual port power mm. uh, Sons match, which was played in uh, not the in, uh, was it Shanghai. I don't know that it was Shanghai, but mm. uh, anyway, they had a minor boutique style stadium there that they yes. were able to adapt to Australian football. Yes, and this was a great in for trade. It was. I remember uh, Aussie Bok Choi from the Adelaide area, the Port Power area, yes. went up there and by the container load, people loved it. The local yep. suppliers of Bok Choi were the outrage because people had swapped over to the Aussie Bok Choi, and it was all going great. But now, of course. Last year, I'm not sure quite what happened, but now with COVID, it doesn't look as though it could be back not on the agenda possible. anytime soon. Yeah. And it does raise the question of internationalisation of uh, Australian rules football. Yeah. I mean, should there be any left once the murder is finished? Mm. Where would it go to? Where would it go? Well, New Zealand. Yeah. At this yeah. stage, because we're yeah. going to extend the bubble, I think. Well, that's possible. That'd now, be worth getting to. <clears throat> Brett from Mavoka Beach has been in touch by the text, and she says, what will happen to a decent... Stoush out of the scrum, the memorable blow-ups oh, like yes. Manly and Wests. Yes. We need the chance of Biff. The scrum is the catalyst. Once that's gone, less Biff, bad move. Remind Volandis of this. This is part of the game's character. Yes, well, it's beautifully put. I mean, um, Blow-ups in the scrum. Are, yeah, well, uh, the, scrum, the scrum used to erupt. Erupt, that's right, erupt. It would erupt. Yeah. And, the, the, and then everyone would come in. It would be an all-in. It would be an all-in, yeah, yes. That's, People love that. Yeah. I, I've got to say is um, <laughs> what I'm worried about is, is, you know, if the scrums, is that the end of it? Is that the end of the rule changes or is that just that's sort just of a the third start, of the probably. Yeah, We're going to end up with mean. rugby league looking like a game of marbles, aren't we? We are, sadly. That's right. Now, 
Look, uh, oh, I don't know where to go for cheery and use. One thing in rugby league that I was interested in, the um, the wooden spoon. Now, Broncos obviously got the wooden spoon. Broncos first time with the wooden spoon in... Yep. Uh, and you know, haven't Brisbane taken the wooden spoon to heart? Exactly my point. Yeah. And I'm wondering if the spoon, if we're talking about changes in rugby league, mm. could we make the spoon presentation bigger than the JJ Gilton and Shield? Because you would have people... JJ Gilton and Shield's lost. Sure. I mean... Uh, Penrith Panthers, for those who may not be following it, mm. are the ones who got the shield this year, the JJ yeah, Gilton shield, because yeah. custodians, because they were minor premiers. Yep. But the the at the other end of the spectrum, the propping mm. the whole lot up is the owner of the wooden spoon. Mm. But I can see fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I'd see somebody in uh, Brisbane in their front yard has put up a monstrous spoon. Yes. And remember when Carlton... To celebrate. To celebrate. I that's mean, it's, uh, yeah. Celebrate. I, I, and, I mean, it's not as if they're having a shot at the Broncos or anything. No, they it's, just think spoon. They just think spoon. Great. Spoon, I'm in. We've won something. Yeah. <laughs> and remember, uh, am I right in thinking that Darius Boyd mm. uh, got into trouble because after the final match, yeah. when the final hooter went, yeah. they had a gender reveal because, as I understand it, his partner's expecting That's and right. so they were telling the world what whether it was a boy or a girl, et cetera, That's right. that sort of stuff. Pink or blue after kicking the funny football. Very good. Yeah. Now, I'm just wondering if... It was a nice light moment. It, you know, in a no, disappointing season. In a disappointing season, yeah. And it was they, a, little, a little bit of fun for the blokes who've had a shocking season. And when Kevy comes next year, they'll have a lot more japes like that all the way through. Oh, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Gender reveal every yeah, week. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, sort of the spoon. But what I'm trying to get to is, is this the sort of thing that, mm-hmm. you know, Volanders, mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it, he's got a lot on his plate. Volanders should be thinking about to drag the idea of rugby league into a different area, in a different space. Mm. It's all down, 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 down with rugby league at the moment. Yep. Got to drag it into a different space. Yeah. As in spoons, we're going to have big celebrations, yeah. a lot more focus on who's getting them, where they are, etc. through the year, yeah. and then gender reveals. And each week they'll announce who's playing and which gender, you know, which yeah. player is going to have a gender reveal afterwards. Sure. I mean, it's a great idea. It is a great idea. And then maybe people won't worry about the scrum so much because they realise there's other things coming along. That's right. Or the scrum's going, is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Brisbane people, HG, start proudly walking the streets just naturally with a spoon, wooden spoon in their hand. Or in the hip pocket. Or in the pocket. Yeah, in the hip pocket, yeah. You can just get out and brandish it as a, you know... Bit of pride. Look at me. Look yeah, at me. Yeah. We got something. Yeah. Mm. Look at you this. Yeah, you haven't. <laughs> now, uh, moving on here, mm. this concerns junior sporting people, and I meant to do this a couple of weeks ago, but Alex de Manure. Oh, yes. Now. Bundled out of the French, embarrassingly. I know. And he no was our big slide. He was our hope. No, no slide, yeah. No slide. Now, he <clears throat> began his tennis in the Cars Park area of Sydney South. Uh, in his th- th- uh, the uh, coach there, Kerry Dock, mm-hmm. who I think you've had a few lessons from, especially mm-hmm. on sliding. Yeah. Um, he would never teach kids below the age of four, but when he saw a three and a half year old Alex de Manure, he made an exception. Wow. I mean, that's for a young Ash Barty. Remember Ash Barty? There's that great photo of a oh, holding yes. up a trophy, so the, which is about tot. That. Yeah, toddler. Yeah. In yeah. his third lesson, the toddler was serving over the net from the baseline and sliding beautifully. Wow. By the age of six, Demunua was rallying against Doc, and by the age of 10, he nearly beat Doc with the slide, of course. Gee. Doc, by that stage, was a bit dicky-kneed and didn't want to slide too much. Yeah, sure. 
but in the three set, it was in the three set match. It's no surprise to Doctor that the twenty one year old Demanure is now in the quarterfinals of the US Open. That was a few weeks ago. Mm. I normally don't take kids that young, but he was already hitting the ball on the garage every day for three hours. Gee. As a, as a, as a, before he was five, three hours before he was five. He would have been the youngest ever. By his own choice, HG, or was there some? Cattle prod. Yeah. Involved. <laughs> he was plugged into the power yeah. sonnets. Oh, look, I've got no, I can't, I, 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 I can't, I can't. I can't, I can't. can only speculate. Alex was the perfect It's not suit. normal. It's not normal. It's That's not right. normal That's for right. a three-year-old <clears throat> to spend three hours a day hitting a ball against a garage. He would say, uh, obviously, um, <clears throat> Doc was asked, could he go further? Uh, he said, uh, Dumanure is better than he looks. He's constant. He doesn't have big shots. He's like little Leighton Hewitt. He grinds away and he's just constant. <clears throat> now that Djokovic is out of it, uh, it's the perfect time for him to win it. That was obviously yeah, that in was, the US Open a yeah, little while ago. Yeah. Now, young kids. Yeah. I mean, it's three too early to start rugby league. I know we've talked about this before. Uh, but here we have a coach. Well, maybe for, for Dimino, with his career, HG, maybe he peaked at three and a half years old, you know. So maybe we've got to look at competitions, opening it up a little bit. We can have... Wow, this is a... Well, I suppose we, we could have a grand slam for three and a half year old kids. You, you know, you've got to junior master chef. It's no different in principle or philosophy... It's just how'd you get on with Junior Master Chef now that you've raised it? Well, I haven't seen it. No, I think I've it's seen a bit. Oh, you've t- is it up? I, is it going oh, already? There weren't that. I, my understanding is there weren't that many episodes of it, and oh. I stumbled across it one night, you know, delirious as you uh-huh. occasionally are after a match of rugby league. And did it hold you in? No, no, no. But what was wrong about it is the difficulty. They was were too. They, they weren't young enough. <laughs> no, they'd seen the Master Chef, so they knew how to behave. Ah, oh. there was not a lot of you know. Can oh. I say I would have? It would have enlivened it if there'd been a few food fights. Oh right, that sort of thing. But no, no, oh. uh, they no, it took it all very, very prop- seriously. Yeah, did very they? proper. And who are the judges? Um, the the big three. The big three. Yeah, all oh, right. The big three. I'm pretty sure that's right. Yeah, right. I, I, I've got to be honest. Is I saw one, and then I thought, no, enough. No. One one dish that is. Yeah. Enough. But coming back to the topic, yeah. is um, you know, youth is three too old. Could they have peaked well? If, there, there is a junior Wimbledon, but I think that might be for 16, 17 yeah, year olds. Yeah, teenagers. Yeah, teenagers. But nobody's raised the idea of a preschool grand slam. Tennis circuit. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a fascinating thought, though. I know, isn't it's, it? it's an area well, unexplored. Yeah, yeah, it is totally unexplored. And I don't know. I, I mean, it is. I don't know how healthy it is. I don't know. No, no, it I agree. It could be a shocking idea. Yeah. Now, get this. The. Younger Demonur at the age of 10 could beat his coach. Yeah. Now, that says a lot about two things, Demonur yeah. and, and his coach. coach. <laughs> <laughs> now, what yeah. happens in golf if 10-year-olds can beat the, uh, oh. the I was going to say the pro. Tiger, Tiger Woods. Yeah, Tiger Woods. Yeah. I mean. Well, there will. Hmm. I mean. Look, we've got to encourage. What, what you're getting at is prodigies have got to be Or something en- has to be encouraged. Yeah. They've got to be rewarded. Yeah. You know, so how many kids out there are capable of beating uh, De or whatever this new bloke mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. or Tiger Woods mm-hmm. or Adam Scott? Mm-hmm. There might be six or seven-year-olds out there who are capable of doing this. 
well, surely it's their time to shine. <laughs> Bludging on the blind side is a proud supporter of the interfaith, club-neutral, ecumenical church service for players, officials, fans and families held weekly at 6am at Lotto Land. No need to book, just turn up. Uh, Roy, look, tackling bobbed up again in rugby league. Uh, the name of the tap- tackle is the hip drop tackle. Now, this oh, is a little I bit think I tricky. I saw one of those last weekend. Yes, last weekend there was a famous one or a yeah. very big incident. Now, mm. the idea is, as I understand it, is that two players hold the person with the ball up in the tackle, mm. the third person comes in and sort of gets them around the waist and then as the legs fall, they drop their hips or as the legs tend towards the ground because the weight on the player, yeah. the third player coming in late drops the hip onto the legs and causes can cause enormous injury because you all of a sudden oh. have 100 kilos on joints that really uh, yeah. shouldn't take yeah. that much weight. Okay. Now, um, so this is as bad as what the cannonball tackle used to be. The yes. cannonball, two blokes held him up and the third bloke came in and... Bumped him right off. Yeah, went straight off. into his knees, yeah. Yes, that's right. Now... Yeah. Well, that... Mm. A variation on that. It's mm. that the third person in is the big problem, isn't it? It is, isn't it? It is. I wonder if we should be looking at this and maybe two in a tackle max. Well, I think so. I think so. I think they're going to have to go to that. But coming to this, uh, Greg Alexander, the former Penrith oh, player yes. and now very well-respected commentator... Yeah. He's doubled down on the uh, hip drop tackle, mm. asking how many more broken ankles or ligament damage to knees do we need before we go, this isn't good, we better stamp it out. Uh, and here he's not talking about a philosophical thing like scrums. No. He's talking about something that injures players and obviously the players are the most valuable bit of rugby league. Yes. Uh, storm forward Max King was referred straight to the NRL judiciary mm. for a hip drop during the three-man tackle on St George Illawarra's uh, Blake Laurie on Sunday. That's right. Mm-hmm. Referring King straight to the judiciary, this is last weekend obviously, the NRL escalated its attempts to crack down on the dangerous hip-drop tactic. Mm-hmm. The NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, said that they may increase penalties for the judo-style move next year if it continues to occur. Right. Uh, okay. If it continues to occur. Mm. I mean, of course it's going to continue to occur. Mm. Um, King, uh, well... King, who represented by Nick uh, Gabar mm. at the judiciary, uh, faces a minimum of three weeks suspension found guilty. King apologised to Laurie twice during the game and said to be shattered that his 50th NRL match was overshadowed by the incident. Right. So he felt a bit guilty. He did. That yeah. ang- yeah. The um, Alexander, former kangaroos, commentator, etc., uh, saying the hip drop uh, is intent to injure. Yeah. Very hard to prove, but doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. That angered Storm coach Craig Bellamy, who labelled the comments ridiculous mm-hmm. and said, I, uh, I'd i be very disappointed if any player in the competition goes out intentionally to injure an opposition player. Right. Alexander refused to back down despite Bellamy's angry... Oh, I love all this stuff. Bellamy's angry response saying the Melbourne coach was splitting hairs. Mm-hmm. Alexander said uh, Canberra forward Gula and Brisbane's David Fafita had already suffered season-ending ankle injuries because of the hip-drop tackles. Yep. And the only way to eradicate the tackle was harsher penalties. Right. The player making the tackle has total disregard for the welfare of the bloke with the ball. Now, this is a big problem. It is a problem, isn't it? Because... Because, look, when you you tackle a bloke, I mean, the idea is to inflict pain. Indeed, to hurt him. To hurt him. 
To wit, you know, Cam Smith, the living immortal, the playing immortal. Uh, the playing immortal who's going to coach and referee. And referee, twisting the ears in different directions. Oh, that yeah. one. Tick-tock tackle. Tick-tock tackle. Now, that was obviously designed to hurt, not to, you know, he wasn't tickling the bloke. And what a beautiful setup that was. You had to have three or four three players. Three or four players holding him down, yeah. <laughs> and Cam would come in yeah. with the tick-tock arms yeah. and tick-tock away. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, right. no, that's what I mean. I mean, this is the end of the game as we know it. Yeah. I and mean, he wasn't penalised. No. No, he was encouraged. I think the referee said, oh, that's a good one, Cam. Made me laugh. <laughs> Made the player laugh. Yeah, well. Now. Sadly, the, the Canberra bloke who received the uh, twist couldn't hear anymore. I don't, I don't know if his hearing's come back. <laughs> the player making the tackle is disregard. Alexander said, I know he's not thinking at that split second I want to injure the player, but he knows the tackle has a huge chance of doing exactly what happened to Gula and even Blake Laurie who had to leave the field. It's only by the grace of God he didn't break his ankle. Mm. How many more broken ankles and ligament damages do we need? Better stamp it out. Yeah. Asked whether the NRL could be increase base penalties in a similar move, the crusher tackle crackdown, and as most definitely, I prefer the message uh, was getting through a little louder and clearer. This is the boss of the referees and football yeah. in the NRL. I'm not suggesting these things are coached, but sometimes trends emerge in our game. Yeah, now, trends emerge because they're coached. I, <laughs> Surely. Can I ask, mm. where's the where's the voice of sanity from Mr. Volanders here? Yeah. I mean, he's in charge of all this. He, he creates, he blows the He tinkers with the, with the rules every week. I know, I know, I know. Yeah. We'll have look, I, I, six more. Look, I that. think it does require serious consideration because one of the great attractions of rugby league is seeing one bloke hammered by 13 others. You know, to wit, when uh, the Kummels play England. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. The, the first Englishman to, to run the ball up, he's going to have 13 Kummels crawling all over him, doing whatever they can. You know, ears, nose, eyes, everywhere. And that's great. I know, that's rugby league. That's rugby league. PNG style. Yes. Now, can I ask, one of the things that's happened as a result of all of this mm. is uh, that there's going to be players, especially yeah. uh, props and big players who have a lot of say in the game, mm. are going to be asked to go to a summer school. Oh, yeah. A summer school on tackling. I know you've been approached about lecturing, yeah. uh, but I'm not sure. I think it's a six weeks intensive. Good. Uh, there'll be uh, obviously video sessions. There'll be mm. practice work with some of the coaches who, obviously, I know Wayne Bennett's very keen to get involved. Easy. Uh, Cam Smith, as coach, right. not as hooker, will be involved, mm -hmm. showing him how, showing others how to do it. Yeah. And I'm sure they'll ask Cam, can you show us the TikTok? <laughs> TikTok, yeah, <laughs> etc. Yeah. Now, can, is this a good thing? You know, do we need to create more work for hard-working rugby league people? People that say, the, let's say the clinic's in Gundagai for want of a better yeah, way of putting it. Yeah. So all of a sudden they've got to mow the grass, they've got to get the uprights up when it's cricket season, they've got to make bookings, they've got to get mm. caravans yeah. on site so as the larger people can come down and learn the tackling in the correct way yeah. instead of following the rules. Well, I suppose. I is suppose. that just me or is that... Well. Look, tackling's always been a tricky one. I, I certainly at the Shamrocks, mm -hmm. um, Grass, Grassy wanted us to be able to, if we wanted to, if we, he said, boys, you may never need this, but I'm going to show you how to kill. And uh, so he gave us some terrific techniques that if we wanted to finish someone off, we could have. In a tackle in a or tackle. just in the car? Yeah, park. in a tackle. 
because uh, he loved his wrestling grass, mm. you know. So. We're ahead of the curve yeah. there. Well ahead of the I curve. I think it was Bellamy who got interested in wrestling. <laughs> well, Bellamy came from Portland, not a million miles away from this There you game. go. So I'm sure there would have been tic-tacking between mm. grass and, uh, and uh, bellyache, for sure. You know, sometimes I listen to uh, Greg Bellamy. I, I, it could be grassy talking. <laughs> what honestly. a lovely memory. What a lovely thought. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, uh, grass... Taught us the what was called the sleeper hold. Ah, yes, the sleeper hold. And now, you, as essentially, seen in world wrestling yeah, with Jack Little, all those uh, years Mark ago. Little, uh, Mark Lewin might have pioneered it. And essentially, you choke off oxygen to the brain. So grass showed, because we used to find it funny in those days. <laughs> you know, we didn't. Yeah, tie really, on your hands. Well. We didn't realise the seriousness of or the knock-on effect yes, that I, might I, happen I, yes, no, of choking off oxygen to the, bl- to the brain mm. a number of times. We had no mm. idea. It was just funny because, <clears throat> uh, you know, you'd grab, you know, grassy, you'd, you'd grab Stomp, you know, just come on, out here, Stomp, you know, and he'd grab Stomp around the neck with his, he really gets stuck in. Next thing you know, Stomp's gone to sleep. Mm. Everyone's laughing, you know. Come on, Stomp here, wake up, play the ball, Stomp, <laughs> That's right. play the ball. Yeah. So... Techniques like that or the claw hold. Oh, the claw hold. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just there if you get the opportunity and it's appropriate. I mean, appropriate Grass there. used to talk about it's the, the tackle's got to be appropriate. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want someone going off in an ambulance inappropriately. It's got to be either retaliation, mm-hmm. don't provoke, but do unto others as they do unto you. Well, it's a great... <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a great skill to have, isn't it? Because as you point oh, out, you it's never like know. carrying a gun. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's like carrying a gun. I know. But you don't need a license. <laughs> you know, if you can do the sleeper in the claw, it's, yeah, you you're know, well ahead. All you need is a couple of jumping jacks in a bottle in the back pocket. <laughs> you're set. Now, the NRL will consider education sessions for players over the summer to reduce crusher and hip drop tackles mm. as they prepared to put the microscope on the increasing practice of the players uh, backing into defenders. Mm. Now, this is nine newspaper got this. Right. The Code and the Rugby League Players Association have committed to an- analysing trends in dangerous tackles at the end of the season, a debate which has been exacerbated after Junior Paul Weaver was charged with hip drop tackle against Brisbane's David Fafita. The yields are leaning towards accepting an early guilty plea, so obviously Parlo could play against the Tigers. Yeah. Uh, Junior didn't fight the charge, lost at the tribunal. If Junior didn't, did fight the charge and lost at the tribunal, he could be out for a week, which would be annoying given the yields were, uh, uh, you know, in the finals. Yeah. The tackle being put on report, and, uh, which later drew a charge by the match review committee, has drawn strong combination from commentators, but NRL head of football, Graham Annesley, said it was not a new trend. Oh, he's... Uh, hmm. What are all those rugby league players doing in hospital if it's not a trend? Yeah, now, of course it's a trend. <laughs> yeah. These things do tend to emerge, whether it's part of the evolution of the game, I'm not sure. Mm. We've seen it sometimes... <clears throat> we've we've seen it and some of them are dangerous and some of them have resulted in players missing quite a number of games. We have a responsibility to make sure the game is as safe as possible, notwithstanding Grassy Grenell's use of the slip hole <laughs> to put oppositions off. Mm. When we agreed the review of the points, crusher tackles, we agreed with the uh, the Players Association, we yeah. would conduct in-depth analysis, mm-hmm. et cetera, at the end of the season. Now, Fafita will undergo surgery and is in doubt for state of origin series after having his ankle caught awkwardly yeah. between the defence. Defenders, 
during Brisbane's loss at the Bankwest Stadium, which has uh, put them in the box seat to claim, obviously, their first uh, wooden spoon. Yeah, well, the first wooden spoon. Yeah, now, I did is see this that what's going to happen? Yeah. No, I mean, no. this having to teach rugby league players how to tackle. Yeah, yeah, I mean, how to tackle carefully. Well, is that what it's about? Mindfulness. That's what we've got to teach. You've got to care for the bloke you're tackling. Oh. Put yourself in his shoes. I suppose that's what, you know, because. Yeah, because you'll be because tackled one Because you'll day. be tackled one day. And you don't want the sleeper hold all the claw. No. I don't know if the sleeper was ever outlawed. <laughs> I don't think it has been. No, I'm pretty sure. I've you, never seen it used. I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure. <laughs> Are you sure? Well, you know, if that's the two thumbs at the carotid artery. Oh, no, you, you know, you, you, you wedge, wedge someone's neck in your, in your elbow, you know. Oh, uh, right there. And yeah, just, right there. And you, oh, no, you could get away with yeah, that. Of course you could. Yeah. I might do. I bet you. I bet you this weekend you see three or well, four people lying out, having listened to this program, thinking this sleeper hole. I better, better look it up online and be prepared because you never know when I want to kill someone. <laughs> well, you don't kill them. You just put no, them to no, sleep. No. You just put them to sleep. You just no, put them to sleep. That. They wake up in a little. Yeah, it doesn't take long to wake up. No, and it's funny. Yeah, but know. if you could get them away for thirty well, I must minutes, phone of the match. Craig Bellamy and see if it's possible for Cam to slip in a sleeper this afternoon. What a lovely That'd idea! That'd be a great thing. It would be something for the kids to dial in for. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, and but, we'll see if it's legal or not. I, I don't know. The evolution of the game, though, it just yeah. goes on, doesn't it? Mm. I mean, that's interesting. I mean, I'm just wondering what other genuine – I'm not talking about what Cam Smith gets up to every week with his yeah. TikTok stuff. Yeah. Genuine wrestling moves there are left that can be incorporated. Can be used. Well, can you use a step over toe hold? <laughs> Australian football is a family affair. Imagine the AFL without the Silvanis, the controversial corners and the bulky Browns. Or Rugby League without the Sirenans, the Morris clan, the two generations of Pierce and the remarkable Hoppawatis. It's unimaginable. All these greats remembered fondly on Bludging on the Blind Side. Oh, yes, Someone suggested the, the squirrel grip is illegal now, actually. They've outlawed the squirrel grip? Apparently they have, yeah. Yeah. Now, that what an interesting question. The last person who, you know, obviously... Got away with the squirrel. Yeah. Martin Bella. Yeah, no, but that's going back a bit. Yeah, are know, you Are you saying But that, you don't see it all that often. No, you don't. You don't. That's true. That's true. Uh, now, look, a bit more loot. Uh, we've got the poster pack. Yep. The uh, Dream mm. and the Ice Dream posters, they're terrific yep. and uh, they bring back a lot of memories for people who remember the Sydney Olympics and obviously the uh, Salt Lake City Games. Now, also, we're throwing in a brand new book, mm. Cool Hand Luke Lewis, the autobiography. I've been waiting for this for years, the autobiography of Luke Lewis. Uh, Is that what he's called? Cool Hand Luke. Cool Hand Luke Lewis. That's terrific. I know. <laughs> I know. Now, here's Andrew Voss, the commentator, Channel 9 commentator. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's his quote. To survive over 300 games of that sort of physical intensity is quite a feat, mm. a warrior-like feat. Yeah. Well, I think that's right. So it's a, a brand new, it's just been released. It's got all your favourite pictures of Luke Lewis in action. Yeah. And uh, he, oh, I forget how many games he played. Let's say he played 400 games. Yeah. I don't think it was that many. But oh, 324 games, 18-season career. That's a lot of football. 
Mm. And he started off, of course, as a three-year-old. Yeah. Uh, so Did cool, really? cool Hand Luke, the autobiography. Yeah. I don't know if this is uh, told did, to did someone. Did Paul Newman play Cool Hand Luke? Was he? Paul called? Newman was Cool Hand Luke in the uh, the film the of film. a long time ago. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think who else was in it, but certainly Paul Newman was. Mm. Now it doesn't say this is ghosted by anybody, but I'd love to think it was. It's described as an autobiography, mm. but I'd love to think it was say as told to Benny Elias. Uh, mm. But that's okay. all for well, the that, lucky that's person. Fantastic. Yep. The lucky person who can answer the following question, Roy. Yeah. He used to get, uh, get out of jail. Didn't he, he always used to escape from escape jail. Escape from prison. Remember, he ate a lot of eggs once as yes. a bet. Yes. And uh, yes. He, he was always running. I mm. seem to remember as a way. I'm not sure what he, he was in for stealing cars. Stealing or something cars. Like that. Or something like that. Mm. Yeah. Cool hand Luke. Cool hand Luke. But. <sighs> If we draw a Venn diagram of the Luke in Cool Hand Luke and Luke Lewis, what's A intersection? I mean, what have they got in common apart well, from the name Luke? Luke. Well, they basically look similar, thin-headed, oh. thin-faced people. Oh, Is that enough? Oh, I don't know. No. <laughs> well, I'm just wondering. Yeah. Fair enough. I've got no idea. I can't do that sort no, of job. No, we'd have to read the book. Yeah, we would. We would. We would. <laughs> we would. We would. Scene one. Yeah. I'm sitting in jail cell and I'm looking ah. at the is that how it starts? I'm looking at and I'm Channel looking at Iron Bars. And can I slip through? Yeah, or beyond, I can see mm. Channel 9's coverage of the rugby league Parramatta v mm. Canterbury Banks down Bulldogs. Mm. 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 Now the question is, HG, what item is the people of Brisbane carrying around in their hip pockets? You're camped on the blind side. The tent flaps are flapping, and you need a big stink. From Roy and HG. Who are we talking to? Roy. Uh, yeah, just before we get there, HG, um, someone suggested that Cool Hand Luke had a failure to communicate. Wow. That's an insight. It is, isn't it? What, he didn't get on with authority figures? Yeah. Like the police and jail people and mm. other people in Unlike there? Unlike Luke Lewis, he's quite happy to communicate. I know, he's a very good communicator. That's the irony of the title. Yeah. It, it, oh, I hadn't got that far. Very well, that's good. what I'm thinking. You unpacked that beautifully because he's part of the grandstand team. Yes. Rugby league calling he team. Is. And communicates very well. Oh, he's top, top. Could get the award this Whereas year. Whereas Cool Hand Luke in the film, hard yeah. to get a word out of him. Yeah, true, true. Silent, strong, silent type. Strong eat, and silent. Eat a lot of eggs. Who are we talking to? Uh, we're joined by Ellen, who's joining us from Bribey Island. How are you there, Ellen? I'm well, thank you. Yourself? Yeah, very well indeed. Now, have you got a, a, a Fossies or a Big W or anything like that at Bribey Island? On our island, no, we have the Red Circles. The Red Bribey Circles? Island. What do they do? They form a target. Oh, okay. Okay. So ah, if you wanted to get those rugby you. rugby league underpants, you could go to the you could target. Go to Target and get them there. That's right. Okay. Yes, gee, gives you an idea of how behind the times we are with our, you know, understanding of the mm. branding of yeah, well, stores. Mm. Now, Bribey Island, have you got a lot of people visiting at this time of year because of the school holidays or long weekends or? Yes. We certainly do. Mm-hmm. It, uh, traffic jam coming home in the afternoon, coming mm-hmm. from Caboolture Way. Big traffic jams the other day. It was all the way from the bridge back to the highway, which is about 19 kilometres. Oh, and what was the problem? Just, just too, too much traffic or was there an accident? No. People 
nosy parkering watching people pick their own strawberries. You can get a box of strawberries mm-hmm. for 10 bucks as long as you pick your own. Oh, how big's the box? Because strawberries are pretty cheap at the supermarkets at the moment. Oh, well, it's a pretty big box. It's a, I'd, I'd say by the look of it, it was about uh, a shoe box high and about three, sh- four shoe boxes in the outside diameter. Wow, wow. that is a. Sh- what would you do with that many strawberries? Jam, jam, yeah, jam. Yeah, and you could make yeah. strawberry, strawberry desserts, and maybe you could make, yeah. turn them into ice cream, yeah. juice, strawberry daiquiris, sorbets, strawberry daiquiris. Yeah. That'd be great. Now, um, are, are people camping on the island? Is that possible, or is it all? That uh, is, that is, yes. We can get your uh, your license to camp here on the island and, and go up as long as you go up when the tide's out. Right, we right. do not want people going up on the dunes and possibly squashing turtle eggs. Ah, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, Which right. is no good, you know. So like, are tourists welcome or not? Oh, tourists are very welcome very on welcome. this island. As long as they obey the rules. As long as they obey the rules uh, and one of the rules is to come and enjoy yourself here on Bribe Island. Ah. Perfect. Perfect. That's amazing. Now, Ellen, let Roy set up the question and have a swing at it. Now, Ellen, what uh, what is the item the people of Brisbane are carrying around in their pockets? Well, I'm very sad to say for all the rugby league players that it is the wooden spoon with the Broncos band on it. That's right. Now, can I ask you, sound as though you might be in the Broncos camp? Well, actually, Roy, I'm in the AFL camp. Oh, right. well, the Lions are looking good. They are looking good. Bit sloppy last night, though. I thought. Yes, towards they, the end, a yeah. bit of a mishmash. But yes, they got there got though. There in the end, and may I just say, you were talking about it's an international game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My son plays for the Edinburgh Old Town Bloods. In Scotland. I'll be back. And how have the bloods gone in recent times? <laughs> in recent times, the bloods have done, may I say it, bloody well. That's excellent. Yeah, so, good. and would they play teams from, say, Aberdeen and Glasgow and. Aberdeen and, oh, Glasgow, oh, they're a bit of a. Hard charging? A bit of a hard. Oh. The Glasgow Sharks, yes, they're a bit hard. The Glasgow then, Sharks, that's it, yes. ring to it. Well, I wouldn't fancy <laughs> fa- facing them on a cold afternoon. No, no, very slippery characters they are. Look, Alan, we could talk footy with you all day. Good luck with the Brisbane Lions on the big day in about three weeks' time. And in the meantime, the posters and the cool hand Luke Lewis autobiography will get them in the mail to you as soon as we can. Thanks very much for bludging on the blind side. How does the murderer get away with it? The Bludge is calling for a Royal Commission. This is Bludging on the Blind Side on ABC Radio. sort of takes us out for another week. It's been another wonderful, uh, you know, couple of hours of yep. talking sport and we hardly got anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, can I ask, you know, maybe an observation about what's likely to come up in the week, you know, maybe tipping something mm-hmm. at the Metrop or the Doncaster or even the Rugby League? Yeah, look I, look, I just hope that this is going to be a week where we talk about Rugby League in a positive way. Beautiful. Beautiful. That's all I want to see. Yeah. 
you know. I mean, maybe it's time to start adopting players. I know it's an old idea, but mm. we've got all the players in the book there, in yeah. the Encyclopedia of League, yeah. and we could farm them out to listeners on the bludgeoning and they could write them letters to buck them up. Ah, there's a thought. Especially the Brisbane Broncos who need a lot of bucking up. <laughs> anyway, that's it for the week. Uh, another episode coming up next week. Remember, the podcast is up in a couple of hours' time. The best place to go is to the ABC Listen app and download your podcast from there. In the meantime, thanks for bludgeoning with us. See you next week. You've been listening to an ABC podcast. Discover more great ABC podcasts, live radio and exclusives on the ABC Listen app.